Hey guys, welcome to another interview of West Underground. We've got a very exciting band on uh, from Sydney, and the band is Harley Quinn Alley. Did I say it right, guys? Yeah, yeah Harley Quinn Alley. Yeah. Close enough. It's a it's a bit of a. I almost said yeah. Harley Quinn because I get that mistake all the time. I don't know why. So does everyone. So does everyone. Yeah, so yeah. Does everyone. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a unique name. So where did you guys start? How did you get the name, and how did you guys all get together? <laughs> Dane, you want to tell the story? All right. Okay. Well, Oliver and I uh, are the, the longest time knowing each other. We, I'm actually like five minutes away from the high school that we both went to and uh, where we came friends. And we actually came friends being band dorks. Uh, we both saxophone as our first instrument. So we were really the cool cats of school, you know, playing the bluesy, bluesy jazz and stuff like that. So that's how we got into it. I remember... You could, is it still up, Oliver? All our stuff on our SoundCloud, is it still up there? Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah, we've got some go pretty in. jank stuff that we recorded just between us um, in year 10 and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's super each other for, for yonks. Um, I don't know. Oliver, you pretty much linked everyone else in the band. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, Dan and I went to high school together. We've been playing for, uh, however long that is now, like 10 years or something nuts. Um, and then, so Leah and I met at uni. Um, we, we do the same course at uni, so we linked up that way. That's pretty straightforward. Um, my relationship with Sam is interesting, <laughs> which I wish he was here to comment on. But he, I kind of lived with Sam. with So my partner and Sam, they lived together. And I and I live with them and also with his ex-partner. Here he is. Um, and so Sam and I became friends through that. And then him and his partner split. So um, and then but and we kept going. So that's kind of where we are now. <laughs> and um, Vinny, I knew through a couple of a couple of primary school mates, so who went to high school with him, and we used to just like, uh, you know hark drink ups when you were like 15 and Vinny and I were around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's kind of the story Harlequin Alley came from Boy and Bear because Dan and I first gig we went to see together was Boy and Bear and we were we were digging with their song Harlequin Dream and that's where it came from and it kind of stuck around yeah. yeah cool man it's a unique it's a very very unique name isn't it <laughs> Like you know, I mean, the name also came from, so we had the Harlequin bit that we both loved and I had other things Batman related that I liked that name. And then I imagined our logo, like all those, all the time backwards. And I just wanted to see H and A. So we just had to fill in the letter with something that started with A. <laughs> that's how it all, that's how we got the second half of it. Yeah. I'm getting the impression, Dane, that you like Batman. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I like Batman. Who doesn't like Batman? Nice. <laughs> Have you had anybody come to the gig that are like one of the, um, you know, like cosplay people yet? Uh, no. Like no I Technically, had we've had, we have had a cosplayer, but not cosplay. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my I, housemates. I, I said, sorry, um, go, one of my housemates does cosplay and they've come to our show sort of thing. Dressed in I set you guys a challenge to get someone dressed as Batman down to a gig. <laughs> I'll dress as Batman. I'll go up on stage. You guys is in the West Underground. 
Oh, look, challenge accepted. Our editors right into this. He's right into all this. Yeah, course. absolutely. <laughs> if they can get people down, just like Batman, Batman with that would be show. awesome. Yeah, even better. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be beard man. Uh, on enough. <laughs> On another note, guys, um, you know, like how many gigs did you guys get to, you know, do around the city kind of before and in between this whole lockdown ordeal? Oh God, I, I don't, I don't know. We've, we put in, we put in the hard yards. We haven't played for like that many years together because lockdowns are sort of, cause we got together in what, the end of 20, 2019, right? Like oh, yeah, November together. We did like two gigs before like the, the first lockdown happened. And then we've like, once that lockdown finished, we were like playing almost every other week. Sometimes there was a, a month in between, just depend. I was trying to get as many gigs for us as, as physically possible and trying to play with as many bands just because, you know, I love the Sydney music scene just for like, like the, the relationships you get with all these people and like, like how I know Paul and stuff. And like, I go to Frankie's and all the different people you meet there and how, and now I've got to play with some of those and like that. Cool, man. And um, like, who's been the, who's been your favorite band that you've played with so far? Oh, oh. favorite. Oh, Creep Features. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely Creep Features. They're really good friends. And they've they're got killer. They're about to come out with a new um, EP and they put some serious time into it. And it's probably going to be slapping. <laughs> yeah, if you like your royal blood, if you like your lots of guitar noise coming from one guitar and a sick drummer, go listen to their. It actually comes out this week. This single, I believe. So, plug. Yeah, good stuff. Beautiful. Plug for Creep Features. Now, who's the least favorite? You, you don't have to answer that one. Oh, <laughs> that one, we're, no, we're not going to answer that one. No, no. <laughs> I mean, we could answer it. No, right. But um, you know, on uh what about what about venues? Which has been your kind of favorite venue playing so far? Max Watts was my favorite. Yeah, I, I enjoy Max Watts. Yeah, Max Watts. I mean that was, it was that was epic. Huge and mind blowing, like far out. Yeah, the stage was uh, pretty premium for the level we, well, that might have been, that was like our fourth gig ever. And we played for like, how many people fit in that room? Like 200? Two, there were 250 at that time yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, light show was cool. Yeah, it was like, and then our first, I have a soft spot for our first venue, which is the loft. Just yeah. Bartender as well. So we, I always want to go back there at some point. Um, when they start doing music again, I've got my my ear to the ground waiting for that to happen. But uh, yeah, that that's also a one that's dear in our heart. I love the Vanguard too. Vanguard's a great setup. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Paul, are you going to ask your question that you ask in every interview now? I think yeah. it's my time for it, mate. Yeah, my yeah. Um, just on the venues and all that. Uh, would you guys prefer to play at a great venue or play with a great lineup? Mm. I think for me, it's definitely the lineup, um, hands down. Um, like we, Sam and I put gigs on at our house and it's a pretty shit venue, but we can get some good bands here and then it's just a, it's just a, a really good time. So I think it's all about the bands. Like if you have a good camaraderie with them and like, I've seen bands, um, 
where they do stuff together and they do like they share songs within the, the whole set. And that's just like cool to me because I love theatricality. And um, I think the, the bands together make the show, not the venue. You can. Yeah, a good lineup definitely makes a gig more fun. I think not just for us, but for everyone, because the, there's just like really good vibes in the room. Yeah, definitely agree there. I just last time I talked to Dane, he had the you know how you guys do the house gigs and all that, and the way like Hamish he has this. Does they have this enough room in the living room where they can put a band in a lot of people in like a nice small gig? Yeah. And I just haven't heard that before. So imagine living in a house with that type of setup. And I was just amazed with yeah, how Dane said it. We don't have any neighbors actually. That's 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 how we got here. Sam moved in at one point. Um, and I came and saw the house when I was hanging out and I got pissed drunk here and lots of other stuff. But um, I just had an idea. There was just like, we've got like a car park that surrounds almost the whole building. And then we've got Parramatta Road on the other side. So there's no one to complain. Beautiful. That's what you want. Now, this is a question that's off topic, but Slash, how many uh, less balls do you have, mate? Oh god. <laughs> I've got one less ball, but it's an epiphone. So not... <laughs> <laughs> I was calling you that. It's the photo Paul will show me of your band. It's like you topless long hair down and you look like the you know, you look like slash in a <laughs> Hey man, if, if I'm making as much money as slash is, I'm happy, you know, that's a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Well uh you know, good luck to you. But when I when I saw you then, I was I I you know you look completely different to the to the photo. You've grown a bit of a mustache, or the mustache was hidden. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm glad this is a key part of the podcast. You know, like bam, <laughs> <laughs> seedy mo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> look, I'm just jealous because I'm I'm follically challenged. I had to compensate it with the hair. But look at can we just point that out? Look at this, like all four of them can grow nice facial hair and I get the most, it's horrible. I just think it's Look, I don't know. I thought it was an age thing. I thought I was going to cross a certain age and, you know, get my man hair, but it hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> this is the best. It's right, mate. Uh, you probably don't have hair growing in other places. So you, you might be spared a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you got the bad. You got the bad one. You can't grow a beard that's got hair everywhere else. Is that what? Is that what you? Is that what you're saying? Me? <laughs> yeah. This is a fantastic. Like, there should be definitely a whole segment. You guys should go to body hair themed podcast, I reckon, rather than. I don't. I'm chested as you can as you can see. Like, I'm just not a not a not a hairy dude. So this is the best I can do, and that's that's it. Yeah. I hope this is this is this is just audio, right? Because when people listen to that, they'll they'll all get the impression that we're all just sitting here talking shirts off. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, isn't that what we're doing? No, so this will be up on this will be up on YouTube, so they'll be able to visually clarify that. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. And I'll get the, I'll get the visuals too, but um, we haven't, we've been lazy putting videos up on Spotify. I'm kind of waiting for a little bit so then we could kind of like resurge it in the future. But um, yeah, but anyway, moving forward and getting away from um, body hair. <laughs> uh, have you guys been able to, well, I imagine Dane and Slash can probably write a bit of music because you're living together, but for the rest of you boys, have you been trying to do some projects in lockdown? We've been busy actually. Um, a lot of um like 
just sending stuff online, um, sending projects back and forth kind of thing. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got how many demos in the works? Six? Six oh, or seven, uh, I think. No, nah, like pushing higher than that. We've just got like two EPs worth of shit mm, at the moment. True. Uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. done really well. Like, yeah, I mean, it's so handy for us because like, because I'm working my nine to five. It's sort of a huge outlet for me. So Sam and I can, it's definitely nice to have Sam here to help me out just because, as you say, he's slash, you know, he's got he's got the guitar fingers. I'm not guitar savvy at all. So I can just get him to play every single part of the of the idea. And then then I just say that it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> well at least you admit it man <laughs> uh, um what's your what have you been what have you guys been doing it on what's your poison is it ableton logic uh garage band um you know logic yeah, logic every day of the week yeah. <laughs> i think logic's the best I, you know i don't know how the, yeah, people, dude. the others no, oh, it's I, just I so easy like, to use yeah that's yeah. it it's just it just makes the most sense doesn't it Logic is a very Wait, easy one so. to use. I, I've used almost every single one, I think, except FL Studio. Um, currently using a mix of Ableton and Logic, but yeah, Logic is very easy to use. Yeah. And um, when you say you've got a bunch of, you know, like demos of songs, how much, like, are they are they completed? Have you completed, like, the, like the melodies of them? It's just not the rest of them are filled out or you've got a verse and a chorus on this one or how's it? What are they, what are they um, like at the moment? For the most part, they're pretty fully fleshed out tracks. Um, but they're pretty, like, janky and all over the place. So it's kind of the way that we started working more recently was, um, was kind of, throw everything at the project, make it like ridiculously messy and impossible to interpret, and then just bounce out a single file and then just re-record everything and make it really like concise because we had, um, <laughs> I'll, do a to, I'll tell the Vertigo story. We're re-recording one of our old tracks at the moment to like kind of change the vibe. And um, we recorded, Sam and I recorded most of it at their place like at the beginning of the year before lockdown but we didn't like we knew what we were doing but we didn't know what we were doing yeah. and it kind of came out just this like mess with like 250 tracks and it was it was not not um it turned out to not be very usable so we had to then like scrap the whole project and start again but it didn't take long because we knew what we were doing yeah <laughs> Yeah, do you find you get carried away sometimes when you're putting like guitars on, you know, on track? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Slash, why don't you take this one? Hey, look, look. There's a certain amount of guitars that you need on a track. And finding that number is is a journey. And you know, you may as well shoot for the stars and land on the moon with the amount yeah. of tracks. Rather if it's less than fifteen, it's not enough. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I can vouch for him. There's some, there's some good ideas that come out of him just noodling and just like, you know, it's the chorus and you think that the vocals are like center stage, but here he comes roaring in with a solo on top of the chorus. And just, okay, sure, whatever. Do your, do your um, logic sessions start looking like orchestral pieces of music? Like you've yeah. got to <laughs> Yeah. Sam consistently refers to 
the guitar solo of one of our tracks as the chorus and <laughs> confuses us all endlessly at rehearsal. <laughs> oh man, that, that, that's great. How do, <laughs> but um, how do you guys um, like record, record, like are you, are you sitting down and writing a part? Like do you, I, I don't know how to answer, like worded this question, are you, I know. I, I think I know what you mean. Making sure you've learnt the verse part and the chorus part, or you just going, okay, here's the verse, da 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 da, and then we'll start another track for each and every different section of the song. So for me, because it's sort of like I think, like what you're asking, sort of like as well, like where the ideas come from, like between, like between us, ideas come in very different forms. That like some people, like some of them, just might have like a lick. And then we build off that and then it goes through lots of different revisements and we just want to arrange it so it sounds like a song and doesn't just sound like something like that. For me, I'm, I sort of can see the arc of the story. So then I try and like tell Sam what I need from it. So I might have like maybe a chord progression or maybe I just have like the, the melody or the rhythm of how I want to do the vocals. And then I, we just together try and like get something out of it and then it's really handy because like we'll send something to Oliver and then uh, he'll do some stuff to go like, oh, that's shit. And then send it to the boys and then they take their, like, they say like what they think and stuff. And it's sort of like a, a nice way to cut the shit out of there because like we put out everything on there and then they get to sort of say, oh, nah, this is good. Yeah, that's good. But um, like Sam and Oliver, are you playing the songs when you record them from front to back like you know all the all the parts there and then like layering guitars on i'm just wondering how you get 15 you know or so uh, you know different oh parts. yeah uh no very rarely most of the composition is um at the initial stages highly improv improvisatory <laughs> tongues but um no we we kind of just uh hit record well a lot of the time it's sam that that throws his ideas at a project and we kind of just hit record and see what he does and then kind of go, no, nah, that was, do it again. <laughs> and in the process of doing it again, 15 times, eventually you come up with an idea that like, that sticks. Nice man. And um, like, like Dade and Sam, like, are you, are you writing like, um, like melodies together? Like how many nights are you sitting there, you know, after, after you've come home from work and, you know, just sitting on the couch with the guitar. Like, do you do it like that or you? Usually Dane kind of has it figured out and then um, I'll kind of put a drum beat and like the chords down and we'll kind of get the vibe going a bit or, or like there's already a, like some vocals floating about and we'll just use them and then kind of like uh, put all the stuff around just to make it sound like a normal song and kind of give it some vibe and then we'll kind of come back to it and like, oh, okay, like the chorus is a bit jank or like it, this doesn't hit hard enough or this doesn't hit hard enough. And so then Dana will be like, oh, I've got these different lyrics from this other thing that I was writing. We can just put them in there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, can we make, you know, can, what if this bit, can you just make this bit go longer? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got lyrics from here. And so he's just kind of got all these lyrics and we'll just go through and then um, uh, just yeah, yeah, go over and over again and try and extend the sections that I think need to be extended and shorten the sections that I think need to be shortened. And usually we just kind of like do a bunch of vocal takes and just mess it around in logic. And then Dana will just go through, okay, like I kind of know what it sounds like now. And then he'll just sing the whole thing front to back. And then so it doesn't sound wild, you know. Um, 
but it's, it's 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 relatively chaotic but it also means that we can get a song done in like you know, two hours sort of thing from dane bringing it over the hallway to you know uh to, to the to the finish to the finish bounce so usually at the initial stages dane or i have like a a structure with lyrics and that and chords and that's like it and then we go okay what what should we do <laughs> yeah like that that's uh you know like yeah I, I suppose that that's a great process because i mean you're always kind of getting a you know like a like a product out of it or you know something something that's there but dane i want to just ask like and take this deeper are you banking ideas all the time like where are you writing at like uh so i mean plug to one of our songs uh that the last one that came out mlbb actually stands for like my little black book and i actually just have like a lyric book and then I have like lyrics from like eons ago like back in high school and stuff and some of them are like you know pretty dodge they're pretty pretty shit they're like like some fucking 17 year old thinking that he's cool but uh sometimes there's some gold amongst the uh the the rock so I don't know there's just I just yeah I, that's sort of my release that's one of the other ones other than writing just music is like I'll just put some like thoughts and then like while I write, I sort of have rhythms in my head of how it sort of would, how the cadence of like the song would sort of go. And so that sort of just leads my brain to think of more words that hit the same cadence. I don't know, it's just, there's hit heaps there just because I always know that sometimes someone's gonna be like, oh, I need a better line. Or maybe I might go like, oh, I don't like that line. I need something else, but the same meaning or the same sort of feeling. So I've got lots of different feelings and that sort of stuff in there. What about the uh, super smart? Uh, that's I'm sorry, Hamish. I hope band other bands watch this and they take that one thing away from from you doing that. Like I'm, you know, when we've been doing this West Underground thing, I'm surprised that there's not a you know not more singers that actually do that. You know, I like I I think that's like a you know a really really you know smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it definitely works for us now. It makes my job easier because like. I mean, especially for me, I don't think I'd be able to write as good things if, if it was just sort of under the pump and everyone and yeah. like, oh, we've got a song, but like it's missing a verse. Can we like write something for it? It's like a little bit nicer if I can at least start from somewhere where I've got something. So like just like a line that's got some nice alliteration with it and then I can work off that and then build it for the, a new song or something like that. Just on the uh, vocals, um, you guys have two different singers play live and for different songs. Um, do you guys decide who sings a song or whoever writes the idea for the song? Usually whoever writes the the lyrics. It's if I if I write the lyrics and come to it and and that yeah, you know, then I'll sing it because it's kind of I suppose it makes more sense that way because we write to our strengths and write to our range. And then yeah, but sometimes it switches up. There's oftentimes where well, uh, for Legrand, for Legrand I, I, I just love the song and I, I begged Dane to be able to sing a verse on it because I really want to. <laughs> but um, for the most part, it's, yeah, whoever wrote it, wrote the lyrics and the melody kind of run with it. Yeah, it's good that you guys get along because usually with two different singers, they kind of have disagreements with each other, but you guys work out pretty well. We already had our dis disagreements years ago. It's all right. We already know how much we like each other. 
no, 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 no. We're, I don't know. I'm at least for me. I'm just like I, I, I'm, I'm happy for people to like cut me down. Like, I'm everyone's my friend here. That I've known these guys for so long, and like we've done so much together. So, um, we're all pretty open to just like, like blatant. It's just like ah, uh, like this isn't really working. Like, I for that last one that came out, we had a session where I was doing vocals and. And Sam and Oliver were sort of um, engineering, and they it just it wasn't happening, and they were just like, "Ah, oh, this isn't this isn't right. It's not it's not hitting." Like if you, and so they were trying to like talk me through what they what they wanted, and like I was trying to do it, but I just I couldn't do it. So that wasn't the day. So we did a take another day, and and that's the one that's in the thing. So yeah, I just want to hear you guys' uh, music inspirations and influences. I want to hear from Liam and Vince. Because I haven't talked for a while, so I'll let you guys go first. You want to go, Liam? Uh, I can start. Um, I have a lot of probably the most different inspirations to everyone else in the band. Um, I come from a very like heavy metal um, background, so lots of heavy metal, and then also video game music and that sort of stuff. Dude, I thought um, you were going to say classical music. I thought it looked like you've got a, like a piano behind you and all of like uh, you know scored music out in front of you. Oh, there's, there's a bit of that, um, mostly through like video games and stuff like that. So all that sort of uh, not quite classical, but very classically inspired stuff. Um, but then combining that with metal, um, one of my favorite genres being symphonic metal, that's literally a metal band and an orchestra um, combined into one sort of thing. Um, that's a big part of my influence, but then also like uh, lots of rock um, and things like that. So I tend to bring the heavier side of things, whereas everyone else brings the more poppy side of all that. I suppose I I, I got a lot of my sound from um, listening to a lot of hip hop um, and rap. And, uh, I guess through high school, listening to kind of a lot of New York rap, like Nas, Wu Tang, stuff like that, with like that kind of old school boom bap sound. Um, and then obviously played in like jazz bands through high school. A bit of a difference there and kind of sound but yeah, all sorts of stuff i listen to like i was to like old, old like 70s funk and like disco stuff but um yeah i'm big into hip-hop and rap so that's kind of where i get that the drum big drum sound well that's cool man like um I, I, you know i'm what are you like is playing disco fun on on the drums it's uh yeah <laughs> It's it, it's a lot. It can be it can be quick and a bit full on, but it's, it was it was it was something different to um just playing jazz and like classical orchestral stuff in school. Yeah, cool, man. And um and what about the rest of you guys? Like who 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 are you influenced by? Can I go? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, most of my um, background in playing, at least, is in jazz, um, and then. Uh, the music that I listen to the most is kind of like Beatles and Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and Lenny Cohen and uh, Nick Drake and those sorts of guys. Um, but I kind of like everything and these guys have shown me a lot of different music. Well, I mean, for me, uh, my favourite band of all time is Arctic Monkeys and that's a lot on the, um, on the lyricist and the singer Alex Turner just because I love how he puts together his lyrics and how they sort of come out and the story behind them. So that's like one of my favorites. So my, and my, my dad just like, 
listen to like everything. So my parents had a lot of disco in the house as well, and like lots of rock. So it's probably more rock disco. Like my parents were brought up in like the seventies and stuff. So they love that sort of music, seventies, eighties. Um, that's sort of where I get most of my listening from. Cool, man. What did you think of Alex Turner's um, like the last Arctic Monkeys record where, where he was playing piano? Um, I mean, I, I liked it pretty much like our song, The Ground, that was mentioned before is sort of a, it, it started off as a, a take on it, but sort of a ribbing, but then it's, it's not that anymore, but I really liked it. It sort of, when it first came out, I was not a fan, um, but I sort of listened to it a bit more and I'm just like, I'm like, they, they can go do more rock later and they've already done that rocky stuff. And that's just like, it's really interesting. You know, it's one of those sort of rock rock operas that sort of bands do. And it's, I love the, the storytelling. That one's like crazy. That one's like every song was about the same theme that, but like all their other previous albums haven't necessarily been as close knit as that is. So it's, it's pretty good. Um, there's some, some songs that are like, all right, but then there's some ones that are really good. It's a good job. I don't know. Uh, the only reason I ask, man, is I feel like that either that like when that came out, everybody who I knew that was a fans of Arctic Monkeys were either like "fuck the Arctic Monkeys" or "I like it," and it was like yeah. really in between. <laughs> well, they obviously weren't listening to uh, any of the like the last Shadow Puppet stuff because if you listen to that, which he was doing before he got back to Arctic Monkeys, then you'd you'd be a lot less problematic for you to have listened to it because you're like oh he's just being he's just taking a lot from yeah from what he learned with miles kane and being a being a show teller and show star and everything like that yeah i don't know one of my friends tried to use that exact same argument to one of my other one one of my other friends and the argument was um to, to this was um you know but this is the arctic monkeys and that was his other thing so shut up shut up then that was you know my Bit of that rebuttal but um yeah i mean i agree i i at, at one point i sort of had the but sort of the way that happened is he wanted to put it under his name he wanted to do it as alex turner that was the plan but then the rt monkeys like the rest of the boys are just like nah just put it just like we're happy to play like we want to play more as a band because they didn't have any other reason at all so they were like nah put it under our name and i mean i don't know i, I didn't there's not much you can do about it. Like, just don't listen to the album. You can listen to their next one. Yeah, that's that's it, man. <laughs> I think if you're the Arctic Monkeys, you can you can make whatever record you like. You can make exactly. They're probably they're probably not too worried about ever what everyone else thinks at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they made their profit as soon as the CD comes out, anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they might. I do like that about YouTube comments though. I love people that leave those huge long comments and you, you just wonder like, you know, you've spent all this time writing it. Do you think that anyway, that's neither here or there. <laughs> uh, but what are you guys looking forward to after the 11th? Is it the 11th of next month when everything's decided, you know, it's going to open up, Paul? Yeah, that's when everything mm -hmm. opens, but to be restrictions. So I think a lot of bands have delayed everything again for the month after or just beginning of next year. So what are you guys planning on doing? Going for a show? A couple of wait? things. Uh, we, we, this week, it seems that um, people, like everything's starting to get, get a wriggle on again. We've got, uh, we got a gig booked on the, uh, correct me the date, 26th, Friday the 26th of November. Um, 
at Three Wise Monkeys. Uh, we got another offer for Kelly's on the 6th of November, which I think we're going to take, but we haven't replied to the email yet. Yeah. Um, but we're, the biggest thing for us at the moment, yeah, <laughs> the biggest thing for us at the moment that I think, I mean, I'm most excited about, I think everyone's pretty excited about, is we got given an opportunity to go up to the Grove studio um, on the Central Coast through a mate of Danes. Um, and we're going to go and uh, record a track up there. And then we're going to stay up there for uh, a couple of nights and try and smash out a couple more songs. And we're hoping to get some, we have one, two tracks ready to go, but we're hoping to kind of put them into some EPs and get organized that way. So yeah, it's, it's kind of all happening again in, in the next few months. Yeah, uh, good thing about Freeze Y Monkeys, they had an upgrade in the music um, sound. I think they spent like 10K or something for the music area. So you guys will be just in time to use up fresh equipment. I think I heard it from Moonshift. I think Tommy from Moonshift was telling me about it. They had this upgrade oh. on the third, the third floor where the music is. They've upgraded everything before lockdown and, and they haven't used it a lot. So you guys should be very lucky to get that fresh is this, equipment. Um, Tom, Tom Rusin. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I played with him for at uh, for someone's assessment at like Western Sydney Uni. He's a killer guitarist. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Small world. He just works in mm, the music indeed. shop across the road, like around the corner from me at the music shop. So it's just a small world. Give us a sponsor. Yeah, Belfield Music. Hope you guys are listening. Oh, he works at Belfield. Okay. Yeah, the music shop there in just on um, Hume Highway in Basil. Oh, sorry, sorry, Tommy, for giving you a workout. It's <laughs> all marketing. Yeah, freeze my monkeys. They they've upgraded the system that I last heard. So you guys are. I've never been to a gig at Free Three Wise Monkeys actually. So I'm Me surprised either. when they hey, I just installed this whole new system over there. Yeah, no, we're excited. Definitely, we're yeah, back to. I mean, the biggest worry at the moment for us is. Uh, getting together to actually rehearse for all this stuff that's going on, like try and rehearse and be ready for this recording day. Um, we're just humming and hiring. We're like, if we're getting, if we have future bookings and we're going to get paid, does that mean that like soon we can sort of go and like practice and rehearse in a room and that be uh, like legal because like we have money writing on this? I don't know. I'm not, this because... I don't know. Is the 11th are we allowed like five people in our house? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I guess we're gonna get on the the bandwagon then. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it counts if the people really live there, so you can have an extra two people yeah. if you need. And you, if if you are uh, if you're leasing a room in your house, you're allowed to have people come over for inspections too. So that's helpful advice. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we can make some up rooms in like the cupboards. We can just sell it as a room. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen some mold on one of your ceilings. I better come check it out. Make sure you yeah. do the same. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've noticed that seems to be a loophole at the moment. Um, that that uh, that people are using, you know, the the real estate, the real estate thing. Remember the last year when those two mates got married because they're allowed to have a party in the backyard with thirty people in the last <laughs> lockdown. So they pretended to get married to have a thirty like a backyard party with thirty people instead of five. That was epic. <laughs> Well, that's a very we we've we've thought of that idea as well. Like we we've seen that Sam and I were like, oh, maybe we can get people around for a, for a marriage. But uh, I don't know. You get good center benefits too, actually. It's kind of worth it. 
Well, um, you know, you boys, one of you is going to have to be a best man. One of you is going to have to be the, you know, the ordain or the person, the pro, the priest. And, uh, you know, and one of you have just got a job. I don't know. You got to, you got to invent bridesmaid. You're bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll be the bridesmaid. I thought you and I were getting married though, Vinny. Can't be your own bridesmaid. Well, now we're all getting married. <laughs> 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 anyway, guys, um, have you done any shows outside of Sydney yet? No, we haven't. No, we, we tried to we tried to uh uh, I remember right at the beginning, we were when we first up to the Central Coast to do some recording uh, at Beach House. We tried to get a gig at a, at the local pub there because they put out like a. We just like we tagged them on Instagram and we were just like, "Hey, keen to play a gig here tonight?" Um, while we're going up, and we had them respond back to us going like, "Oh, are you are you Jordan or something who's playing tonight?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got like five of us. When do we do a sound check?" It's like. Oh, usually it's just like acoustic music. So I don't think you guys get a sound check. But and we ended up not going to that. But uh we we've tried to get a gig up in the central coast, but we we aim to be getting out of Sydney like soon. Like that that is something we've talked about is getting out of Sydney. Wollongong. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we had a gig penciled in. We had a gig penciled in down at um the rule, just north of Wollongong. Uh, so. Yeah. But uh, obviously, yeah, that fell through just because of COVID. Nice. Would have been killer. Mm. Um, you should have definitely crashed Jordan's gig. Like, um, you know, it would have been really shit for him in that moment. But I think in hindsight, he would have, uh, uh, you know, it would have been a story that he'll tell for the rest of his life. That's right. <laughs> True. I know. Like, Once upon a time, like my gig was just crashed. These random dudes came up and. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Played a set. Next time. <laughs> Next time. We'll do that to Kudos Bank. We'll just. Tina Arena is going to be up on stage and we'll, we'll just say like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're down to play uh, Tina Arena. Jump on five, five hooligans storm the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tina. But, uh, but um, I wanted to ask Vinny, you've been the, the quietest one in this interview, as Paul pointed out a second ago. But I'm just yeah. wondering, has the mullet came out of lockdown or was that a style you were rocking before? Uh, I was... I don't know. Maybe like six months it's been in, in the works, but uh, it's had a, a bit of bleaching treatment. Yeah. Which I'm not uh, set on. I think I'm a bit on the fence. Now keep it. Um, he reckons he looks like <laughs> the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, what my next uh, stage is. Probably, probably a buzz cut. I think I'll say. Nice man. I think he's had a mullet as long as I can remember. Yeah, actually, probably right. <laughs> it probably has been right. <laughs> So what were your inspirations for the mullet? Like who, who, who? Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. I don't know if you know, he's, he's a footy player. Yeah, boy, I knew it. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also like like OG ones, like um, I think Bruce Springsteen might have had one. I think he had long hair, like when he was younger. Don't give the mullet away, man. Like, well, like at least, you know, what about Mel Gibson? Was he one? Like let's. <laughs> say Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, of course. I think he's the OG. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. And um, you know, you're gonna grow a bit longer at the back. Yeah, I mean, at the moment it's thick. It's real thick. So I think maybe it's time to get it braided or a couple of ponytails or something. 
Let's say, let's say. Look, I, I was just curious. That was that was just my curiosity there, man. I, yeah. It looks good. You you rock Thanks. it, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> On this, anyway, Paul, help me get me out of trouble here, man. I, it's. I was gonna say your hair looks like it needs to be um, redyed as well, Hamish. Looks like you need your streaks in again. Dude, I haven't had my hair dyed for like two years now. Like it's. What's the inspiration behind your hair, Hamish? Now it's just like this is how it is. Cody Simpson for sure. <laughs> weird man like my hair falls out like as as you guys know with long hair like you fall out on your carpet or whatever mm. and in like my hair is like three different colors it's like here's a brown hair a red hair and a blonde hair and it's all <laughs> mixed in together it's the most bizarre thing ever it's not just one one color um anyway they're getting off the subject of long hair problems <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, boys, when can we expect, uh, you know, more music on the on the Spotify? Are we going to have a, you know, with, you know, future coming gigs? Is there going to be like a single launch? There's going to be a single. Uh, to be fair, we, we had a, a phone call about two weeks ago and we were like, yeah, yeah, this Sunday, it's going up on distro. And, um, and it never happened. <laughs> but it's ready and we just need to get it up and then... It'll be a month from whenever we decide to get it up. Uh, we, we'll work that out. It'll be soon. It'll be soon. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, I mean, I think everyone would agree with me to say that definitely by the 6th of November, we'll have a, a one fresh new track and then a lot on their way. Maybe um, that's even a date that we should just pick. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, everyone get yeah. excited for the 6th of November. 6th of November. There's a song yeah. coming out. <laughs> It's actually a good idea. Single one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hamish. <Yeah>. Cheers. <laughs> this is our release party. <laughs> <laughs> well, very nice, man. Um, you know, everybody out there, save the date. Um, so, cool. And uh, how do you know, like, you? I heard you guys use the word at the start of the interview, slap um you know in describing your new songs how do you know when a song is really slapping uh i i i know when i listen to it about 15 times on repeat and i'm like yeah i think this is good yeah, <laughs> we like our songs like <laughs> i mean we can make the sound slap more like um for that for that recording sam and i we like did all the mixes back and forth with all of that and then we just got to one day where we were like it was like little things that were like, oh, what is this? But then we just like went into both of our cars, which had like different sounds, uh, sound systems. And we just cranked the fuck out of them in there. And like, I mean, they slapped in there. So I can only imagine now that we've like got all of it. <laughs> so it sounds good in every single, like in, in, off every single like speaker. It should be slapping all the time. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> we, we really hope so. There's <laughs> a lot of time. <laughs> well, there was a one song of you, um song you guys made that was living rent free in my head for like two weeks, and it was the song Jackie. When I saw you guys last <laughs> time, and then I was like, "Where's this song?" So I had to message Dane. I was like, "What song is it?" And then I was just been in, I've been on my playlist for like two weeks, and I just been in my head, just hear Dane's voice in my head for like two weeks. I'm like, I had to keep listening until yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, it worked. Yeah. 
Yeah, the songs yeah. work, guys. I've really a good bad dream. <laughs> that was a particularly fun song to record. Sounds yeah, was... like a fun song. To... Yeah, it did sound like a fun song to record. It was just like it just like fell together. Like we had Vinny in there playing kit. I I think you one took that. That was I remember all of us sitting in the other room, like listening and being like waiting for him to make a mistake in the take, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> And, and then Dan just had like this idea. No one really knew it. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dane had this idea for it, and it was just like, like none of us knew what it was, but he knew. And he just yeah, knew we song. were all being, <laughs> we all sat there and we went, "All right, what do you want to do?" And he's like, "Don't worry, I'll go record it. It'll be fun." Like, okay, press the big red button. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was. Yeah, I was also um. Make sure you guys get black shirts as well, please, because I want to. I want a shirt from you guys. I like it black. I couldn't get a white one, but I had to get. It. Now, guys, if you know notice- they were more expensive. <laughs> if you notice in the background of Paul's Paul's frame, he's got he's got shirts up, and now every interview he rotates the shirts, and you know if he's got a shirt that the band that we're interviewing at the time, you know, then he puts it up. But anyway, in the background, you'll see him throw up different shirts. So, you know, get a black one and then it'll, it'll pop up. <laughs> yeah. Sick. I reckon Hamish will like one of those um, bags as well. The band bags you guys get. That looks really cool. Oh, they're cool. Two bags. Right? You guys got one. Show up. Show Hamish. Because they're really oh, nice. I do. Great I, have idea. One right, I have one right here, actually. It's full of my dirty clothes, but. Yeah, have a look. You get them. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't get it right. There we go. It's probably backwards, but it's a vibe. That's the right way. It's too high. Not, you're framing it poorly, but it's, it's I can't right. see. You, if you go to the Instagram, there's a good photo of it. Man, <laughs> there you go. That's cool, man. You should give them uh, like a couple out to, you know, or carry them down to the beach and get some people to model them off you. And, you know, people think, what's this brand? And then they go back to find out about your band. Maybe. You definitely do more. You to Bondi people, you know, they'll, they'll spread those bags like they spread fucking everything else. Fuck <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Jesus, go to the beach, fucking 100,000 of them in there, squished in like sardines. Oh man, it's ridiculous, ridiculous, you know. And then they 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 shame us Westies, you know. Oh yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Um. Yeah, so I th- I I don't know what to say now, guys. I've run out of questions now, and just um. <laughs> Paul, have you got? Have yeah, I just want to. I would probably wrap. Really want to plug or say before we, you know, wrap up this one. Is there anything we want to plug? Um, yeah, uh, keep save the date, November sixth. We've got a gig, and we're also putting out a song now. So <laughs> that it's actually it's a re-release, but um, it's if, if you listen to the old one, this is a it's a step up. We've learned a lot because um, we record most of our stuff like DIY and. Oliver's learning a lot about recording and mixing and stuff like that as we go. Um, so that one's really cool. It's got a bit more of a disco vibe, 
if, uh, if you're into that one, to, should be good to dance to. We're hopefully uh, putting out a music video for that one for lockdown where we're trying to get all our want to put on the song and uh, dance around in it. So uh, if, if you want to hear the song early, we can send it to you and you just jump in your car, you go blaring and just send us like a 15 second video of you dancing out and uh, yeah, you'll see yourself on uh, YouTube. I'd love to do that. That's my type of thing. I'd love Absolutely. to do that. We'll send you the file. Oh, yeah. How <laughs> we, need some, we need some vibe. <laughs> cool, man. And, um, and, uh, let the, and also let them know that this one slaps as well. <laughs> this is the, this is the one that this slaps. One definitely slaps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else for you? <laughs> Are you all right, man? Anyway, guys, I was just say thank you for agreeing to come on tonight. Thanks, guys. And we'll definitely thank keep you an so eye out for future stuff. Oh, oh, anytime, yeah, man. Anytime. Yeah, feeling like rock stars here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on we, the same. We, really, we don't need anything. We don't need anything to inflate our egos. We, <laughs> talking about rock stars, like Slash is sitting next to you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i don't know i, I guess he, did, he was never wearing his top hat so i never it never clicked oh true it's like Clark clint with the glasses you know that's it that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's in disguise all right guys i think that wraps up this one